Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, a very good evening, everyone. Welcome. It's Thursday night. It's AFL Team Selections Night. It's Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdorn. What a week we've had. Not only have uh, two legends of the game here on the West Coast in David Mundy and Josh Kenny decided to say that's it as far as they're concerned for their careers. But we had, of course, the explosion last night regarding Eddie Betts. We'll start with that before we go very much into uh, the teams and some of the issues affecting the teams. Uh, I know Kim Hagdorn hasn't been here since Monday night and a bit's happened since then. Haggers, good evening to you. Hello, Peter. Yeah, since then we, we had confirmation of the Josh Kennedy retirement uh, and absolute confirmation that he wasn't going to finish the season, that he's actually having a farewell match. Now, that's clearly differently mm. different to David Mundy's, isn't it? So Mundy's we had on Monday and you and I discussed it and uh, we, we discussed where does he sit in terms of a greatest possible West uh, Fremantle player, a list of Fremantle best players. And then we've, I suppose you've done that uh, with, with the likes of Kennedy since Tuesday. But very different circumstances, aren't they? Kennedy announcing, I'm finished. Sunday's my last game. It's West Coast's last home game, which we've been discussing yeah, for many weeks. For that, many weeks. That, that, that the Adelaide game was probably going to be his send-off. It's very different with David Mundy. And the longer the week's gone, the more I've seen and heard about it. E- even now, for coverage on behalf of David Mundy, that David Mundy would consider playing another season at another AFL club if they were interested. And mm. then there's the dialogue that, well, you know, North Melbourne or Gold yeah. Coast or Western Sydney. I just find that just ludicrous. And, Luke, and again, it goes on to the back of, sorry to butt in, Pete, goes on to the back of what we discussed on Monday. Why announce David Mundy's impending retirement now before... I think it's their biggest Fremantle's home and away game since late of 2014, and I've got records there of those. They had two games very late in that season when when fourth spot was on the line. Well, this so it's nearly a decade since Fremantle played such a critical game as this Saturday afternoon Perth time in Melbourne against the Bulldogs. This is a qualifying final for Fremantle probably an elimination final for the Bulldogs. So why announce David Mundy unless this was a home game? Like the home derby, for instance. Mm. David Mundy is, has announced that the derby will be his last game. Well, you can't do that because they're in different circumstances. So Kennedy goes, I've got a real suspicion that this could be a ruined party. The West Coast, yeah. no guarantees to be that late. And I find that just staggering to even think. What, West Coast, no guarantees to beat Adelaide. Adelaide? With so much at stake and showing a bit of pride and giving your all, get in the trenches and support one of your great warriors, you think that wouldn't be enough? Because the West Coast Eagles lineup isn't too bad. They should win here at Optus. uh, Well, okay. Now, you finally joined my argument. They should have beaten the Gold Coast. They should have beaten St mm. Kilda, especially here in Perth, because it was another home game. Well, they should they beat had Adelaide. Teams, they had teams in terms of personnel, structure, and capabilities 
and recent spasmodic signs of improvement. And the coach did tell us before the bye, oh, we'll be a lot better when we get troops back after the bye. Well, it's not happening. They continue to lose games, West Coast. Adelaide is the number two. Number two. Now, I know they've only won six games for the season, four of them at Adelaide. So they're much harder to beat at Adelaide, like most sides are supposed to be harder to beat at home. But for contested possessions, Adelaide are number two in the competition. West Coast is 18th. Mm. 144 a game for Adelaide, 121 for West Coast. Rory Laird is the fifth best contested ball winning player in the competition, Peter. He's a, he's a Brownlow medal candidate. I don't think he's going to go into the top five, but he'll have had a lot of votes. Ben Keyes averages 12 contested possessions a game. Adelaide averaged 50, 50 inside 50s a game. West Coast just the 41. I, I could go on and on. Sadly, I can't. I think West Coast, I'm with you. The emotions, the adrenaline, the playing personnel, it's at the stadium in Perth. Not at Adelaide Oval. West Coast should be winning. And they've got but. a very experienced lineup. To be fair, when you look at some of the names, Hearn, Barras, Duggan, uh, you know, the likes of Kelly, Gaff, Ryan needs to step up. Darling, of course, really needs to showcase himself. Cripps, Kennedy himself, Rioli, Nat Nui, Redden, Shui. They've got to win, Hags. And you look at the Adelaide lineup, there's a lot of younger players that are building towards <laughs> AFL careers. I know there's a lot said for youthful exuberance, but let me tell you, the big story will be if West Coast no. don't beat Adelaide on it Sunday. It won't be a story because it, no one in this town. It, but it is a story. No one in this town is analysing West Coast as ferociously as they should be. You're, you're, what you, you're pl- basing, I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but I think you're basing your judgment on West Coast's history as a famous and proud club. They've got some named players playing on Sunday they're not operate. They're not operating like that at the moment. They're being poorly managed, poorly prepared, and look at their recent form. Okay. It is more than questionable. I, I'm with you. They should win on Sunday for Josh Kennedy. And, mm. and it's, I've got the three most... The three biggest games and occasions for my priority this weekend, and there are some big games around, Melbourne and Collingwood tomorrow night. Yep. Fremantle and Bulldogs on Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. And, I, and the jo- forget that it's West Coast against Adelaide, the Josh Kennedy farewell. And that deserves success. I, I, I'm not convinced West Coast can do it. I hope uh, I'm wrong. Okay, I'm looking forward to your tips at the end of the program. Let's have a look at the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or join us on the Scarborough Toyota open line 131255. We'll come to the ins and outs for Frio and uh, also the Eagles in a moment. Let's just get a couple of early texts. Hi, Pete and Haggers. If Monday was pushed into retirement, not happy Jan. Our best player on the weekend and still contributes every week. Best mm. of luck, Barra. That's Mike of Palmyra. So you're saying, and, and he did come out and say, they'll have to boot me out of the club for me not to well, continue. Let's, let's just, I'll give you a date line. June 23rd, David Mundy declared when he was about to play his 366th game, I want to play on. They'll have to kick me out. Mundy went on to have only 13 possessions against Carlton, nine kicks and no clearances. It was one of his worst games of his career. Now, Nathan Fife was his second game back, had just 11 possessions. Mm-hmm. One of the problems with the decision on Monday not allowed to go on, and I, I can say that it is that, he, he's been wanting to know for three or four weeks where his contract situation was for next year. My understanding was that just as recent as last week, Peter Bell, the football boss, said to David Monday, 
There will be no contract for you. It is you or Nathan Fife. We can't play the two of you in the same team. Mm. That's strong management, like it or not. But I think it's going to have ramifications through through the club because he's so popular. And David Mundy wanted to play on. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to our teams in a moment. Two big games, Bulldogs, Eag- uh, Dockers, and, of course, Eagles and Crows with the Josh Kennedy fact. And Josh Kennedy is going to be all over your newspapers, all over the media in the next few days leading up to uh, that final game of this round being on Sunday afternoon at 10 past two. Let's just touch on the Eddie Betts thing. It'd be mm-hmm. remiss of us mm-hmm. not to canvass it. It's been a major story in the AFL circles in the last 24 hours. And all of a sudden, the spotlight's back on the AFL's integrity unit. It's back on the Adelaide Crows four years on, on uh, what Eddie, of course, uh, has said in his book that was released yesterday. Uh, let's just have a listen to Eddie first, Hags, before I get your opinion on it. He says he still loves the Crows, but this is the truth when it comes to the adelaide crows and i know how, how hard it is when it when the camp is brought up being inside those four walls and being at the adelaide crows was probably the best time that i've ever had and i can't really let four months or five months you know you know take that fun that love that i had at the adelaide crows the players the friendships um that i still have there some of my best mates are from from the crows and maybe one day my kids might get a, a chance to come back and play for the Crows. Uh, I still love the football club. I, I know, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the, the club at the moment, but the, the Adelaide Football Club made a mistake and it's a mistake that we try to fix and we, and it was, uh, and it just kept digging ourselves into a bigger hole. So for everyone out there that, that is watching now, uh, you've heard all these spectacles, you, you've read about the camp and you've wanted it to move on. Now you can, you can read it, but this is the truth. And this is what happened, read it understand it and then get what you want out of it and then you can move forward because like I said I've got nothing against the Crows I love that football club and the players there and I had a great chat to Tim Silvers this morning and um, you know like I said hopefully one day my, my kids might come and play for the Adelaide Crows I love love the city I love the supporter base and the support that was shown to me today through the players at that Adelaide football club and all their supporters was was unreal and, and I thank them for that and it is tough but we made a mistake, and um, now it's here. You can read, and it's the truth. Your thoughts, Hags? Oh, if it's the truth, why was it so vehemently denied back in 2018 mm. when a very good man from SEN and a doyen of Australian football, AFL, Aussie Rules Media, broke the horrible stories about the camp, the, the, the Adelaide camp, the infamous camp, what went on and how players were just denigrated? Um if it's the truth, then why has it taken four years to come out? Four and a half years. If it's the truth, why did the AFL take no action back at the time? If it's the truth, I, I'm not doubting this. I'm just saying, yeah. why aren't these? The truth is now out. Eddie Betts has said, this is it. This is what happened. It hurt him. Eddie Betts is now ducking and weaving, having sold a book to try to stay in good. And he's that type of person, I think, with Adelaide and with everyone else in footy to say it's time to read it and move on. Mm. It's impossible to move on because this is the first time that Michelangelo Rucci, it cost him his job. Correct. It cost Michelangelo Rucci his job at the Adelaide Advertiser because they wouldn't run the true stories because Adelaide was denying all of this. The AFL claimed they did an investigation of it at the time and ruled that – 
they, they could find no violation of industry rules. But the AFL reaction was to implement proceedings and policies to prevent it happening again. So something was revealed. The Players Association, which is paid for, can I say this? It's paid for by the AFL, the AFL Players Association, paid for. So how can they be an advocate for the players if they come out and say, Peter, with this new information, players were interviewed and stayed silent at the time? So do players not have any faith in the union? Mm. I mean, that's, that was a, a new investigation into what took place in 2008. That's what, that's what Paul well, Marsh has come out saying, now we're going to reinvestigate. Hang on. and Well, good on them. But don't hide the truth now. If Eddie Betts has said this is the truth, and I hope he's not the only one, mm. I hope more players from Adelaide that were at that camp come out somewhere in the next few days and say, well, Eddie Betts is spot on. That's what happened. Finally, we're going to speak up. And if that's the case, then the AFL, they're never going to be held, held to account, but they've covered it up at, in 2008. So did Adelaide. And Michelangelo Rucci lost his job because yeah. he wanted to expose this. Can we also say that Michelangelo Rucci is featured on my program uh, quite regularly? Yeah. yeah, I have him on the program. And still- can I tell you something? Can I speak to him? Mm-hmm. And I said, how are you feeling about your employment? He says, Peter, I'm loving what I'm doing. I said, do you miss where you were? He says, not I, at all. Let me tell you, Peter. Once you're out of the hurly if you've been in the hurly and you've chased news stories day after day after day and copped what goes with that chase yeah. and then the revelations when you think, well, I'm going to go with this. I know this. I trust the informant. And then cop the backlash. And it's gotten worse and worse in the recent few years because the industry has become so sterile, so sterile that most reporters only wait for press releases and club statements and AFL statements and then report them, thinking that's their footy round, instead of going to get the news, put it on the front and back page, lead your, your, uh, your, your sports talkback radio programs with them day after day and put your, you know, your, your face, your jaw on the block to see it get kicked and punched and egg thrown onto it. And then most, see, most people, AFL clubs and AFL versus media, the masses aren't going to support the media but media doing their job will be very harrowed. And at the end of it, you'll think, oh, actually, I don't miss the day-to-day yeah, grind and no. the crap that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, Michelangelo Rucci is part of our family and does an outstanding job in Adelaide. And as I said, uh, he was the man that broke that story. And, but so what's uh, and your a, view and, on the bet stuff? I said last night, I can't believe it's now four and a bit years mm. and only the truth, only his publication has brought it to the surface. And I think Eddie might have been prompted to put the book out because the truth wasn't really oh, revealed. Um, it may have been one of the, the catalysts for it. You don't agree? Uh, no. No. If, I if think th- it, That should have been said before. Any p- retired player at worst should have said that camp was a disgrace. Well, everyone said it was a disgrace. We know well, it's the club been said a it disgrace. Wasn't. The club said it wasn't. The AFL said it was. The AFL said that no violation of industry rules. So, well, th- so therefore, you can keep doing it. But from now, now every club has to check with the AFL. You can't have a pre-season camp without giving the AFL the criteria. One thing I will say about investigation, in 2012, Peter, Brett Clothier and Abraham Haddad, did, they were in, investigating integ- integrity officers for the AFL. They threatened people that they interviewed with tapes rolling that you lie here, you will lose your job and you'll never work in the AFL again. Mm. So why didn't that take place when they were talking to the Adelaide boys 
in 2018. Interesting. All right, I'm going to take a break, Hags. We've had our say on that. Let's get back into uh, the round of footy that's coming up, and we'll focus on the Eagles and the Dockers after this. And as I said, you can join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or give us a yell on the Scarborough Toyota open line 131255. Uh, of course, uh, the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games are live, free, and exclusive on 7 and 7 Plus. Download the 7 Plus app for your smart TV mobile or tablet now. Back with more a moment here on Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdorn.